Hello, Internet, and welcome to DevaCast episode 135. Point five. Uh, if you're wondering why I'm all alone and why the point five, uh, uh, Nate was on vacation over the past uh, weekend and Jacob was moving back into college, so it's just me uh, holding down the fort uh, trying to do a Dave cast all by myself. Um, it did give me a chance to sort of rework our end of the month releases slash favorite K-pop songs of the month type of thing. So that's what this episode is. It's now officially known as, uh, top 10 K-pop songs of August, 2019. Um, so as the video implies, we're going to be covering, we're still covering all of the uh, music that's our favorite and stuff that's weird and stuff that's bad. Um, this time we're just sort of reducing it or removing it over to a Reddit article or uh, hopefully in our in the future a website. So um, in the description you'll see a link to uh, the post that we made on our K-poppers that'll go through all of our fa- at least my favorite. Um, songs that came out during the month, that sort of thing. And then on YouTube, um, this space, we'll just do a, like a ranked top 10 of our favorite, uh, songs. So it'll keep, it'll keep things short. We won't have to like be beholden to covering three topics worth of favorite songs. Uh, hopefully it'll work out in the future. Definitely let us know what your thoughts are, uh, in the comments after seeing the video. Um, and yeah, there's, as usual, there'll be a playlist of all the songs that we'll cover here and more in the description. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, be sure to subscribe, uh, to us at, here at youtube.com slash truly Uh, follow us on Spotify. Um, you can rate us on Apple podcasts, Stitcher, and, and like listen to us on Stitcher and Google play. You know, if you're a pref- uh, preferably an audio listener, uh, reach out to us on social media by following our Twitter, twitter.com slash trulydaybok, uh, and feel free to join our Discord, uh, link is in the description as always, where you can uh, join our uh, growing, uh, small but growing uh, Discord community, we talk about uh, random stuff like K-pop and ranking releases and that type of thing, that's probably where this inspiration came from, you know, there's just, the Discord is basically uh, just like, kind of like ground zero for a lot of um, like rank- rankings of groups and sort of quarterly releases type things. So I thought, you know, why not just sort of bring that flavor into uh, the YouTube space? Um, so yeah, if you're interested in, you know, doing song ratings every every so often or, you know, talking about K-pop or stuff that's not K-pop, you know, f- yeah, j- join our Discord. It's really fun. Spend a lot of time there. Way too much time. Anyway... With the pleasantries out of the way, let's get into the top 10 K-pop songs of August 2019. Starting off with some dishonorable mentions. Um, <laughs> thought it best to get these ones out of the way just because I wanted to highlight. I, I, as I think just going forward every few months, we'll have like honorable mentions and then some stuff that wasn't so good or just some stuff that was really like funny or bad. So starting us off, we have uh, Kids Bop Kids uh, and their... <laughs> their cover of Boy With Love by, um, originally by BTS, so, um, I wrote in the article, if Soul Town Road didn't convince you that we live in a computer simulation, then basically this, this Kids Bop cover of freaking BTS should do the trick, um, at, at the least, you know, at the least, they do it all in Korean, they do, I guess, a good job of trying to sing in Korean, but was it really necessary? Like, because usually Kids Bop, they try to do you know, kid-friendly stuff, or just they're trying to take popular songs that are on the radio and remove all the swearing and bad words and, like, adult themes, quote-unquote. Is that really necessary with BTS? They're pretty, at least the single especially, they're pretty innocuous as it is, so 
it just kind of seems like a like blatant cash grab um, for to me. But uh, yeah, just something I did not expect to ever see at all. Yeah, K-pop is basically just this is probably the K-pop jumping the shark moment. I think. Um, also on the dishonorable mentions list is uh, Peniel with his song "Flip," which features Benzino. Um, specifically, almost specifically for this one line that he has in the song that says, and I quote, guys like me, we're like them holographic, shadowless Pokemon cards, we rare. So that's either the greatest English line I've ever heard in a song or the worst English line I've ever heard in a song. I'm not sure yet. I haven't convinced myself either way. Um, but yeah, the whole song is just filled with really cringy English lyrics and I, yeah, I just can't, I can't take it. Like this, like that Pokemon card line might not even be the worst thing on there. Um, and closing out our dishonorable, dis- dishonorable mentions, we have Girlkind, XJR, and their song Money Talk. Um, wow. Um, they're talking about money, but I think it, maybe they took like all of five minutes <laughs> to mix the song. I mean, I don't know. It, 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 it does not sound like it's mixed well at all. Um, that, like, the mixing's bad, like, on top of them, like, the, the whole idea of the song just being super try-hard, like, they're trying really hard to do, like, this super sexy American, like, trap, hip-hop, R&B type of song, and basically it just sounds like they took every Top 40 song of, like, the past five years, tried to put all of them together, genres be damned, or whatever, I mean, I know that's K-pop, but this, it just doesn't work. I don't know. I think just in general, I think I don't know if Girl Kind just really works for me. <laughs> just a lot of the stuff that they're the the company is just trying to make them do just comes off as super try hard and yeah, I feel bad. <laughs> anyway, uh, negative stuff out of the way. Now we'll get on to the proper top ten list. Starting us off, we have uh, Wikimiki and their. Uh, latest single that came out in August called Tiki Taka, 99%. Um, nothing to do with football, surprisingly. <laughs> uh, Tiki Taka is like this sort of like football, like a soccer term um, popularized by the Spanish national team. Anyway, um, so we did a bit of a review of this earlier in the month. You can go check that out. I'll link all of the uh, reviews that we did in the description. Possibly I can use like the cards as well. Um, so yeah, we did a review of Weekend Lull, which is a repackage of uh, Lock and Lull um, that came out a couple months ago. So, um, like with this song, like I, I, as I mentioned in the review, like I, it wasn't like great, like over the top great or bad. I, it was pretty good song. I still enjoyed it. Um, I just, as someone that really likes Wiki Mickey's sort of unique style, I, I, I was expecting a bit more of that, but I mean, regardless, it's still a super catchy song. I've had it stuck in my head all month, especially the chorus, um, Music video, again, isn't anything too special. I just love all of, like, the outfits and the styling and everything. So, yeah, Wikimiki, really solid, sort of fun um, summer uh, comeback. So, I'm, I'm usually pretty stingy with these, but this is probably one of the better ones I've heard in, in a while. Uh, at number nine, we have uh, Rocket Punch and their debut single, uh, Bim Bam Boom. So, we cover another song that we covered in a review. Um, so, for those that missed it, this is a new Ulim uh, girl group, which features some Produce 48 trainees and some former J-pop uh, idols in Takashi Jerry, former uh, Team B captain uh, for AKB48. So... Uh, I go over more of it in the review, um, so you, again, link is in the description for that, um, but just overall thoughts on the song, again, I, I still really liked it, despite it being 
or being kind of caught off guard at first because it has like two choruses like the first chorus is like this like tr- kind of tr- tropical house standard type of chorus the second one is this really like fun like drum and bass almost type chorus so i like the drum and bass style chorus a lot better but um i'm still not as or as someone that's usually kind of turned off by tropical house i was surprisingly tolerant or i even enjoyed it i don't know maybe maybe just really like this group but um they seem to be doing well they're almost at 20 million combined views among um both the wulim channel and one the k so yeah i'm pretty happy with uh I, how they're doing so far and i i, yeah, I hope they do well because this song is really catchy um and obviously i have to root for produce x produce 48 girls especially takashi jerry definitely one of my favorites so uh yeah make sure to check that out if you followed the show at all uh number eight we have uh 15b 015v i got i i'm sorry i really it's a weird um pronunciation so it's i think it's 015b and wine with the song sweet melting and dangerous so 015b is this two-man like instrumental group that's been around since 1990 um so they've definitely been around the block for a while um but the whole idea or the concept behind the group is that the two of them just sort of work on the instrumentals and the like sort of meat and potatoes of the song and then they have a guest vocalist feature over um their instrumentals so that's where wine comes in she provides the instrument or the vocals to this song and she's definitely the, the most standout thing of this entire song just the way she sings the way she lends her vocals to this like really kind of like ominous indie rock type of song comes sounds like almost like a western like type of song at some points just because of how like the lo-fi or just like distorted um some of the the sounds come out as like there's really really cool guitar parts like a really cool like sort of moving drum um section so um the really cool thing about o and 5b is they they do pretty much a different song every time like they they do like different genres and they experiment and they do like they sort of mix stuff like in this song like they mix with this indie rock with like a bit of a trap like instrumental break or that type of thing so um yeah it's a really cool group to sort of follow i should probably look up uh, more of their history um sam i know she really liked this one um in terms of uh wine and loving the vocals on sweet melting and dangerous so yeah if you really like this type of um different release than what you're used to with k-pop or you like this type of music definitely check this one out uh number seven we have uh, Bungie from Oh My Girl. So, uh, I've been a fan of Oh My Girl for a couple of years now. Um, I don't know if I'd consider myself uh, uh, as one of like the most dedicated on Truly Daybok. I'd probably have to go to Sam, but I have been a fan for a long time. Um, I was kind of falling off their music a bit um, with like Fifth Season and that sort of thing. Because um, I'm, I'm usually a bigger fan of like their fun, upbeat type of songs which is funny because um i i usually i kind of get tired of cutesy girl group concepts like a lot easier than most people do but oh my girl is like the only group that i'm kind of impervious to that type of thing so um i'm actually pretty happy that they went to went back to that type of sound with this it's this really you know fun summer concept uh, i love all of the outfits they look amazing um it's got that like really catchy chorus um that i really love from them um it has chanting and that sort of thing like basically it's like all of the staples that i expect from oh my girl songs um so yeah it's something i enjoyed uh 
something that, yeah, hopefully they sort of, I know it's a summer comeback, but hopefully they sort of, they're back on their trend of like the fun, upbeat songs. Um, yeah, just everything about this comeback I really love, especially again, like the visuals part. Like I've been, I've been a Biddy like fanboy for like the longest time, but Yua was just wrecking me to, to smithereens the whole time. So yeah, I'll have to deal with that later, but yeah, surprisingly enjoyable comeback from Oh My Girl. Uh, at number six, we have uh, Seventeen, and they're uh, like, I guess it's sort of a pre-debut single. Uh, it's called Hit. So uh, they released this song in August, and then uh, this month in September, they're going to release a new album called An Ode. So yeah, they sort of, much in the same way they did with Getting Closer, they sort of released it in anticipation of an album coming out like a month or two later. But really cool idea too, because I mean, it's something that... It's something you see a lot more in like Western music, where like, oh, they'll release a single and then to build a pipe for an album. You know, usually like we in K-pop, it's just you release the single at the same time as the album, so there's not that much of a hype buildup. So yeah, I, I hope Seventeen keeps doing it. Um, uh, so uh, my friend, also like dance instructor at I Love Dance uh, DJ, he he went on record as to say that this that hit by Seventeen is his favorite. It's his favorite Seventeen song, like of all time, and that carries a lot of weight because they have a lot of good singles. Like just just this year alone, their their single output just been incredible. Like both Korean and Japanese music. So, um, this song's kind of going back to their roots a bit, just like really fun, you know, hype type of songs because they've sort of been dipping their toes into you know a bit of house music, uh, with, like don't want to cry, a bit of hip hop, a bit of like EDM. Um, so yeah, just returning to this like fun hype. Uh, music was a really nice sort of thing to hear um and especially for me as someone that usually hates like th- those like sort of like banger edm drop choruses sorry baron um because I-, I just get tired of it easily uh i i'm not I- i'm not tired of this one at all or right? if anything it's probably my favorite part just because 17 is probably one of the few groups to sort of justify having like a really hype banger drop chorus because their choreography <laughs> the choreography is probably like unmatched in terms of k-pop so yeah the choreography here as always is just insane incredibly clean especially during the dance break so it's it's sort of pushing like even 17 standards when it comes to choreography so yeah i'm slow like throughout the year i've just been slowly becoming like a really big fan of 17 uh like i don't know why maybe it's because i've been taking like some of their classes in terms of like learning the dance and everything um so yeah, I've just they've just been on a real real solid roll so far this year. They like they I think they might sneak into sort of uh, artist of the year um sort of nominations, best boy group, that sort of thing. So, yeah, this will probably be their last release of the year, but I think yeah, they've they've sort of solidified like their place in terms of as one of the best so far of this year. Especially with Hit. <laughs> Song's amazing. Uh Number five, we have another boy group, this time a debuting boy group from Produce X101. We have the group entitled X1 and their debut single, Flash. So, yeah, it's as always, it's it's that time of year for uh, Produce 101 and the, the groups to debut. Um, this song was produced by members of Monotree, so if you, you're familiar with uh, Luna's music, they do a lot of Luna music, they do some other songs for like Red Velvet and other groups. Um, we're going to be doing a full review of this, um, tomorrow, um, the whole, uh, mini album that they released, Quantum Leap, uh, we're going to be doing a produce cast topic on it with, uh, Nate will be joining me for that, so I don't want to spoil too much, um, before you, so you can go check that video out, but I will say, Flash is probably one of my favorite produce, like, single, or, like, debut singles, uh, to date, it's just, 
really catchy, really good, and I'll go into further details on the produce cast. Uh, number four, we have uh, Red Velvet with their song Oompa Oompa. Uh, so, coming off of Zimzala Bim, where they sort of beat you to death with um, the onomatopoeia and Zimzala Bim, Zim Zimzala Bim, like over and over again. I was kind of apprehensive going into another song with an onomatopoeia title in Oompa Oompa, but it's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Like, they don't, like, that's, they, it's, if anything, the chorus is super catchy without having to beat, um, to beat the onomatopoeia into your head. Um, it's got that, you know, signature red velvet, weird, um, kind of <laughs> aesthetic to it. Like, I love, yeah, red velvet has one of my favorite sort of visual aesthetics just because it combines, like, fun, colorful, weird, all at the same time. Um, like, I was kind of falling off of their singles after, like, Really Bad Boy and Zim's Bim, but yeah, this definitely won me back. Again, just really a return to form for them. Uh, funny thing is, though, like, their album tracks just did not dip at all for me. Their album tracks are, inc- like, credible, uh, god-tier level album tracks, especially the one off of um, Reva Festival Day 2, Ladies' Night. That might be one of my favorite, like, Red Velvet album tracks of all time. Uh... Baron, Nate, and Sam did a full review of it, so you can check that out. Um, I gave a bit of my uh, sort of thoughts on it, but yeah, this was Oompa Oompa, really fun uh, return to form for Red Velvet. Really happy with how this song came out. Uh, Number three, we have Ayu and her song Our Happy Ending, which is off of the uh, Hotel Del Luna uh, OST. So Hotel Del Luna is probably like the drama of the season in over in Korea. Ayu is the main lead, which is why she's doing the song here. Um, I watched an episode of it. It's pretty good so far. A bunch of my friends have been telling me how good it is, so I just wanted to pick it up. I'm usually not one for, like, K-dramas, but it seems interesting so far. Um, so I guess the, to give, like, a basic summary of the premise is, like, I use like, this... She's, like, 2,000 years old or whatever, and she's sort of, like, the manager at this hotel that's meant to help people that die pass on into the afterlife. Um, the, the main lead guy sort of is comes into her service, shenanigans ensue, that sort of thing. So really interesting concept. It's basically it's basically they turn the song Hotel California into its entire an entire K drama. So <laughs> it seems fun so far. And we might actually do a review of it in all honesty, because it uh I, I wanna watch through all of it. And we might review this OST because just the names that were on this OST were insane. So just you had like Taeyeon, you had Hayes, you had Chunga, you had Ben, you had Red Velvet, you had Punch, you had Taeyong from NCT. Like, it's probably one of the most loaded soundtracks or like OSTs I've heard in years or at all because I've only been really paying attention to K dramas for the past few years. But I mean, getting on to like IU's song, this one specifically, um, yeah, this is probably the, my favorite of the bunch, just because I've always been such a big fan of IU doing, like, emotional songs, vocal ballad type of things. Um, for as much as we rail on these type of songs, you know, is probably the one, one of the few people that does it the best. Um, you know, my first, the first song I ever heard from IU was Peach, so I really love this sweetness and softness to her voice, and I just get to hear way more of that, and I've, I probably just, it's probably just because I missed it, because it's been, like, two years since Palette came out, so, yeah, I've probably just been missing, uh, IU's voice for a while, um, so hopefully she comes out with a new album soon, uh, now that this, um, the show is done. I've been missing her, um, doing music a while, but, I mean, she's she's a great actress or actor in her own right. I mean, having watched Persona, watching uh, Hodel de Luna, she definitely has like all the talent there. So 
Yeah, let us know in the comments if you want to see us do a uh, drama review of Hotel Del Luna or an album review of their OST or both even. So, uh, Next, we have uh, at number two, we have Sam Kim with Where's My Money. So if you're not familiar with Sam Kim, he's a Korean-American uh, singer-songwriter. He was a runner-up on K-pop stars season three. Um, so that, that was a long time ago. So definitely have to sort of go back in the archives for that one. Uh, to sort of give a summary of him, he's basically like the Ed Sheeran or Jason Mraz of Korean pop music. Because all the type of music he loves doing is like soul and blues and like he plays the guitar like there's like really like nice riffs and he has like that really nice um vocals that sort of accompany that and he has like he raps a bit and everything so again like really he is like the edgerian of korean music um definitely one of the most talented artists i've um in all of korea too just i saw him a few years back because he's under he's under antenna music and antenna is sort of this label that specializes in like singer songwriters and people that do their own sort of thing um yeah, just like they had the whole concert and he was like playing guitar for both his songs and like he, they were doing it as like a collective concert for like everyone under the label who's playing guitar for other people's um, mu- music and everything. Just super talented, multi-talented, like musician, singer, songwriter and everything. Um, definitely, if you haven't heard of him, go check out his discography. He has a lot of good songs and all almost all of it's on Spotify, I believe. So definitely, um, Where's My Money is probably, probably one of my favorite songs from him in a long time so yeah check check this one out check his discography out sam kim is just great singer uh before we get into number one i want to give some honorable mentions having done the dishonorable mentions before uh first of the honorable mentions goes to um smile man by uh a korean producer called pink noise so um that's the name of the producer this originally was an unreleased demo song that was intended for Oh My Girl. Coincidence that they're also on the list. Um, and I guess sort of the interesting part about this song is it was sung by Chu uh, from the, the the girl group Luna. Uh, she, I believe she they, they said she sung this, um, I don't know, a couple years before she debuted when she was still in high school or something like that. So just really cool. Like, you see a lot of these, like... Um, you hear about a lot of uh, idols providing like tracking vocals or doing like demos and that sort of thing. You rarely get to hear like the um, like the original demos leaked or whatever or just released. So it's pretty cool on uh, for uh, Pink Noise to release this as a sort of like Easter egg type of thing. Especially now that Luna's really popular. So just really cool to see how Chu sort of grew as a vocalist. You can definitely. There's definitely some uh, sort of relation in DNA between hearing her vocals on this song and to the way she sings on this song and how she sang on, like, Heart Attack, like, her, her solo debut. So, yeah, it's cool to see that growth and everything. So, if you're yeah, if you're in orbit, definitely go check this one out if you didn't know the, the backstory behind it. Um, next on our honorable mentions, we have um, Blue uh, by Dynamic Duo, which features uh, Crush and Soul. So Dynamic Duo, you know, one of the best uh, sort of like Korean hip hop um, collectives out there. They do like this really cool, like chill hip hop type of music. They have incredible uh, uh, features all the time. Definitely continuing that trend here. You know, yeah, they got Crush. Like he's Crush is probably. You could argue that Crush is better on the hook of other people's songs than he is on his own. Like, I love Crush's music, don't get me wrong, I'll talk about it later, but, like, him on, like, a lot of hooks is just, he's 
one of the best at it, which is why he always gets, he's on, like, he's usually on our, uh, he's usually on, like, the list, like, four or five times every month, so definitely, definitely a good, um, talent that they're bringing in here, and same thing with Soul. Soul is, um, like, a female solo singer, um, that's, she's, like, the first singer that Divine Channel sort of produced directly under, I guess, like, their, their, uh, tutelage, um, so she's this, like, really nice, smooth, buttery voice, love her, so, um, nice to see her feature with a group as big as Dynamic Duo, that should definitely help boost her profile, especially in Korea, um, I just kind of wish she had a longer part here, just because I love her voice probably the most out of all the people here, even over Crush, but, yeah, she, it's still nice of her to get a feature, um, like, a verse on, on this track, so, yeah, if you're into, like, chill hip-hop music, definitely um, go listen to this because Dynamic Duo has some of the best. Uh, next, we on honorable mentions, we have uh, Winter Bear by V of BTS. So this is nothing like a BTS song whatsoever. Um, it's like this really peaceful sounding like acoustic guitar song. Uh, all the footage of the music video seems to be recorded when uh, BTS was on tour. Um, they had like this like world-spanning tour and that went for months on end, so definitely need your quiet moments of just like walking around the different cities and just being a tourist. So, um, in terms of like the actual song itself, V has always been one of my favorite voices or just um, favorite vocalists <laughs> in uh, BTS, just because he has this really unique, um, soft kind of like raspy voice so I think it works perfectly with this type of music um definitely complements the the sort of mood that he's trying to go for in this song and it all it's again it's such a far cry from BTS's like main type of thing I love the change in style it almost reminds me of something that like Bonnie Vare or City in Color would do these you know sort of American or Canadian in, in City in Color's case um uh just sort of indie acoustic um rock or not really rock just indie acoustic type of groups yeah it's more along those lines than anything you'd hear from bts normally and i'd like to see more of this maybe not maybe with just v himself or maybe as like the entire group like i think yeah there's i, I it's a side of of bts or the bts members that we don't really get to see or just anyone in in terms of like big name idols just doing this type of music it's usually your traditional pal piano ballad, or especially for a lot of boy groups, they like doing hip hop songs. So yeah, this is a really nice change of pace, especially for BTS and V. So uh, this was a surprise, like enjoy enjoyable song for me this month. And the last of our honorable mentions goes, or no, second to last. Sorry, I lied. Um, goes to AKB48 with their song "Sustainable." So I'm kind of cheating here. Not a K-pop group, but I did want to mention them because um, there are a lot of uh, Produce 48 uh, members or uh, trainees or whatever you want to call them on here. You had like Muto Tomu, Jurin, Matsui Jurina, Shirama Miru, my favorite, um, and Tanaka Miku. So nice. I, I always like to keep up to date with whatever they're doing back in Japan. Hopefully uh, you can use this as a resource. If not, you can go check out uh, 48 Talk, um, my friends over there. Um, they, they they cover like AKB48 and all of them, the group, the sister groups, like way more in depth than I do. So <laughs> I still need to collaborate with them though. So um, gotta get that done soon. Anyway, uh, this song is like a really nice throwback to how, like, AKB48 songs from the late 2000s, like, really old school, like, classic, like, uh, uh, Aki-P style, um, girl group single. Um, it's like this really nice, it's, it's how, I guess, Japanese or J-pop groups do summer singles or, like, summer concepts. You know, it's like this really bright, colorful music video, like, it, 
the story of it kind of ties into like AKB48's history and it's like they're building a time capsule of all the different songs that they're doing like they're trying to say that oh like the lyrics of the song are like oh the love that they have for whoever the your fans or whatever will be sustainable and like in the same way like their music is sustaining throughout all these years man they've been around for like yeah like like 15, 14, 15 years now so it definitely is sustainable it definitely is something to describe AKB48 um, funny part in the music video though is because um, like they're driving around like the countryside and everything and there's a part where Shida Mamiru does like finger guns from the front seat and I just I had like a mild heart attack because I thought she was like doing it from the driver's side but I, I I totally forgot that in Japan um they they do right hand drive so she's in the passenger seat so yeah just mild heart attack there um but yeah again if you watched Produce Forty Eight or you didn't get around to watching it I'd say or you want to sort of expand your musical horizons yeah check out some of AKB Forty Eight stuff they have some really good music as of late and same thing with the sister groups and if you especially if you want to keep up with any of the the idols that got popular here in Korea so and now the actual last uh honorable mention goes to crush and his new single napa uh this is his first release under p nation which is a size new music label that has a bunch of other people like um hyana edon uh, jesse yeah, crush is the first person to release music under the label um so definitely more of crush's signature vocal style and type of like chill r&b um almost emo r&b type of thing that's how i describe crush he's just he's just nice music to listen to when you're just feeling down or just late night type of thing um i think probably my favorite part about this is um the music video um like crush has his signature like style or like weirdness to his music videos but um it's just the way that he interprets the lyrics of the song um, into the music video. So the lyrics of the song are about like the relationship problems and like how he feels bad and like he feels like really like sort of down and depressed. And it's sort of reinterpreted into this almost like comical music video where um, Crush is just hanging out in LA. He just straight up jacks this dude's bike in the middle of LA <laughs> for no reason. And like the whole music video, he's just feeling like really depressed and sad about it. Like he has no motivation. Like there's a part of the music video, he coughs up like a laughing emoji, like tennis ball thing into the pool sort of thing. It's like really weird, very much crushes uh, creative style. So, and I think more of that's just going to get to flourish under P Nation. Like I feel like they're probably going to have a lot of more freedom than more most um, music labels uh, will just because. Sai, <laughs> like just because the owner like freaking Sai, he's all about creativity and weirdness so yeah i'm actually really yeah, pr pretty pretty happy with this release pretty excited to see what he's going to be doing under p nation yeah and number one the number one k-pop song of august 2019 at least my number one k-pop song of august 2019 is drum roll please Stay Beautiful by Jimin Park, also known as Jamie. So, um, Jimin Park, uh, former member, I guess former member now of uh, 15 and, uh, host of After School Club, um, very much a singer, as she said on After School Club. Uh, this is her final song under JYP Entertainment before she um, leaves the company. So, um, yeah, she, what a song to go out on. Oh, she's obviously going to put out music um, in the future, but man, what a song for her to just say goodbye to JYP Entertainment with. Um, it's probably the best song she's ever released as a solo artist. Uh, like, she has this really nice, like, R&B type of voice. Um, so it just feels right at home here it, um, with this 
song, like the style of music. It's got like blues. It's got like future bass in it. It's got like R and B. So, like this is something that I've been wanting to hear from her for a long time. Just very American inspired type of music. So. She works really well in this space. Uh, on Reddit, I actually made the suggestion in like the uh, the the video or the thread for this music video is that she should consider joining a uh, label like Million Market, because um, Million Market is all about this type of like future R and B type of music. Like if you look at the people that are under Million Market, you got like Panomeco, you have Sudan, you have Giselle, you have Moon. It's like all these like really sort of almost a bit of experimental type of deal, um, just R&B and trap and future-based type of influenced artists, so I feel like she'd, yeah, she'd find a nice home there. Um, I mean, if not, I mean, she ha- she can definitely do it on her own. She ha- she probably has the sensibility to sort of run things, run the ship. Um, but, I mean, I-, I can gush on and on about this song. Like, the song itself is nice, her voice is beautiful, the message of the song in particular I really love. Um, you know, she- it's something we don't really hear about a lot in K-pop, in all honesty, because a lot of female vocal K-pop songs are usually talking about how much they want to win over Opa for, like, the hundredth time, but, you know, this song has a really nice message in that it's talking about having a positive, you know, self-image, you know, physical, I guess, just mental type of deal, and, you know, Jamie, I feel like, is someone that knows about a lot that a lot or could speak on that um, better than most people, because she sort of, you know... She received some scrutiny from back in the day. Like he, she wasn't, you know, as skinny as a stick, so to speak. She definitely, you know, um, definitely lost a bit of weight over the years. But yeah, she used to sort of get a bit of criticism over that. So I feel like she's she's the best spokesperson for this type of message. And again, it's like I said, it's something that I feel K-pop needs. Um, even the English version of the song is great. So they, they kind of, it's called the Jamie version. So it's just basically her singing in English. They sort of change the instrumental around a bit. Um, I mean, it's different, but it's still a really good instrumental. Um, so yeah, check that out too. Like, what else is there? Like the music video, it's pretty simple, but I love the styling. Like she has this really nice blonde hair color with like a purple ombre towards the bottom of it. She has like her tattoos showing. She definitely has like the self-confidence for a song um, like this and definitely you know, practices what she preaches. Um, just random cameo, by the way, from uh, June and Jung Jin Woo from uh, PLT. They're in this music video for whatever reason. I'm guessing they're friends, but... It'd be cool to see a collab from them or something. I mean, I don't know if um, uh, PLT ever, uh, like, officially wanted to collab or just, it was just friends or whatever, but that'd be cool. Um, but just for me, I mean, like, it's number one for a reason, and I feel like this is her best song that she's ever released as a solo artist. It's certainly, this, like, this one song alone skyrocketed Jamie into my conversation for, like, Truly Daybuck Awards, like, f- best female solo artist. You know, coincidentally, alongside, you know, Becky Din, also a 15 and. So, yeah, those two are going to be sort of, like, fighting it out for some of uh, the uh, best female solo um, uh, awards, I guess, for me. Um, yeah, they, I mean, just both of them have had amazing years so far in 2019. So I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with what they've released so far, and you know, definitely kind of different um, um, vibes between each member. But I mean, they, they, I think they're really flourishing. You know, despite sort of, you know, the whole story of them just not getting that much music and having to do a lot of stuff on their own. I feel it's sort of, you know, you know, forged them in the fire, so to speak, and they've come out as better artists. Um, uh, because of it, so yeah, definitely. I know this is probably an unconventional number one pick, but really, go listen to this song. You know, she has an incredible voice. I feel like she's a really good role model for people out there. So you know, Jamie, on the off chance you're listening to this, 
you're incredible. Really good song. So that's my top ten. Uh, Nate did submit uh, his own top ten. Nate, uh, the other co-host of the Daybot Cast, um, uh, his was uh, at number ten. He had Rocket Punches, Bim Bam Boom. Uh, at number nine, he had JBJ95 Spark, JBJ95, another um, sort of um, spinoff of Produce 101. Um, we have uh, One Wee's Regulus. One Wee is uh, a uh, when we and one us type of like the whole when us was with the, the idol like group when we was a rock band so um our discord's been pretty uh high on that group lately uh he had 17's hit at number seven uh flash at, by x1 at number six so it's kind of same spots for me as me um he had uh ddd by the boys which we also reviewed uh, he has uh, Fantasy by Pink Fantasy at number four. So Pink Fantasy is like this like weird concept group that has like a bunny mask wearing person as a member. <laughs> and then they basically just, it's no surprise Nate liked it because they basically pulled a page out of, um, out of Dreamcatcher's playbook. Like they went like the sort of J-Rock type of sound. Uh, number three, he had uh, Adios by Everglow, which is a song I had my gripes with, but, uh, you know, everyone else seems to like it. I mean, I explained more of my why I don't or I had issues with it in uh, the article on Reddit. So go look into that if you want to see my thoughts. Number two, he had Oompa Oompa by Red Velvet. And at number one, he had Tiki Taka 99% by Wikimiki. No surprise, IOI's biggest fan puts an IOI group, or IOI branch, uh, at number one. So, that is the top 10 K-pop songs of August 2019. Um, if you agree, let me know. If you disagree, let me know as well in the comments. Um, definitely let, let me know what your thoughts are on all the songs. If you discover any new songs that you like through this list, um, be sure to check out the Reddit article to see the full list of all the songs we cover uh, for this month. Um, check out the YouTube playlist, as I mentioned before, to see uh, to hear all of the songs as well. Um yeah, I guess that'll do it for the episode. Again, as always, subscribe to us here at youtube.com slash trulydaybok. Like the video. If you like it, uh, click the bell um, to be notified every time we release a new video, and uh, that's usually every week. Uh, audio listeners, uh, if you're hearing this, you'll after this episode, you'll be going, or after this part, you'll be going into ProduceCast. You know, everyone else can ignore that section. Um, but yeah, uh, that'll do it for DaybokCast episode 135.5. Until um, next time, thank you. Good night. And as Jamie says, stay beautiful. Hello, Internet, and welcome to Produce Cast episode 12, uh, where all our voting is 100% scandal free or your money back. That's a lie. I only <laughs> vote for IOI. I've been paid. I'm the most biased voter in the world. Hmm. Sure. Um, okay, so if for anyone that missed whatever happened to us in terms of reviewing Produce x101 that sort of thing where we've been for the past month or so i'll just explain uh so we were supposed month? to it's been like four months four, ago. i don't it was know like april it was yeah. april so it was five months ago yeah something like that yeah so yeah so basically we were i was we were supposed to go through produce x101 work stuff happened you know i work a full-time job i mean i design shoes um so my schedule can get a bit hectic at times you know i can um, I have to, sometimes I have to work more than eight hours, that sort of thing. So I wasn't able to keep up with um, either, you know, anything like, like with Truly Daybok that I had to get um, other people to cover for me. So yeah, that's why we kind of fell off of it. And I think at this point it's just kind of too late to go <laughs> to go back and watch it. I mean, maybe I should, maybe just on like on my own time, like just to and see 
like where everything else for pro- pro- progressed to. But yeah, I don't think we'll end up going back and watching or reviewing it. Uh, sorry, but I mean, we will. St- I promise we'll still continue to cover like X1 and produce X101 related things, of which there are many, many a topic in terms of uh, produce X101. Uh, one of these days, to- I gotta go back and just do the season one watch along. Yeah. Just, I feel like at this point, I should just do it on my own. Yeah, you should just do it on your own because I'm. Not, I, should, I actually, no, I should probably I, watch I it should, too. I, I was gonna say, if nobody else wants to do it, I should do it like Mystery Science Theater, where I watch it and record myself, <laughs> and then people can watch it and listen to me at the same time. Yeah, 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 that'd be that'd be fun. If you're interested in that, let us know in the comments. I mean, especially with IOI's um coming back, comeback coming up, no better time to sort of go back I and watch be season one. To that. So yeah, that's the story. We're gonna just review their stuff um, going here forward. Whenever the next produce show happens in Korea, I don't think we have time to review produce X- or produce one one Japan. But next Korean season, if there is one, <laughs> if, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. If there is one, we'll definitely be on top of that. Um, so uh, this ta- or on this episode of uh, Produce Cast, we're going to be reviewing X One's new uh, debut mini album, Emergency Quantum Leap. But before we get into that, uh, please subscribe to us here at YouTube.com/slash/TrulyDayBlock, especially if you want to see the next episode of Produce Cast, which is where uh, where we'll review uh, Eyes One's uh, new uh, Japanese um, single album, uh, Vampire. So. That should be coming up in a few weeks. Uh, you can follow us on Spotify if you want to listen to audio versions. You can also rate us on Apple Podcasts, listen to us on Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you know RSS feeds are sort of populated, that sort of thing. Uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter at... Uh, you can reach us at TrulyDayBok. And of course, as always, join our Discord. Link in the description. Discord is mucho lit, as always. Mucho lit. So that out of the way, I should introduce my co-host. Ahem. The only thing greater than his love for IOI is the is his love of buying all of their albums, multiple times. The IOI master himself, Nathan Swisher. Well, this one only this one only had one version, so I don't Yeah, like, did you buy, like, wasn't there but, a, was it a Daya album, or was it a... Uh, I forget. Shh, don't talk about Daya's <laughs> debut album and it cost me $120. Wait, seriously? Yeah, it's super rare. Oh god! It was impossible to find. You're also, t- you're too far gone. Oh god. <laughs> you're like my thunder, my lightsaber. I had, I had to. They had, they had good English lyrics. Yeah, so. they had good English lyrics. So, talking about right, lightsabers. Speaking of English lyrics and music, let's get into the review of X One and their new mini album, Emergency Quantum Leap. I don't know what the emergency is, but. And I don't know what they have to do a quantum leap for, but anyway, starting us off, we have the intro, which is called uh, "Stand Up," and I mean, it's kind of gratuitous to call this an intro, if you ask me. This is just basically—it's basically a full song already. It's over two minutes. I was gonna say it's like two and a half minutes, so yeah, it's not quite a full length song, but I mean, yeah. I mean, you can't complain though. We always ask to make the intros full songs, yeah. so they listened. Yeah, they listened and like it's it's pretty much my second favorite song like on the entire MIDI album, just to, like for good measure. So, uh, yeah, this is an intro track. I, I think almost every, yeah, pretty much every uh, I, produce group has done an intro of sorts or some type of like intro track for the album. So, continue kind of a tradition here. Um, I, just the parts I love about this mostly are 
Like, there's this, like, really nice guitar part that kicks in during, like, the oh, la, 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 la. Or there's, like, the nice part with a piano, like, sort of leading up into, like, the intro and that sort of thing. It, again, it's it's so much more fleshed out than you'd expect from what somebody would call, like, an intro track. Like, there's a lot... They, they yeah. put a, a lot more thought into this than, um, like, normal people would. It's usually, usually just, like, sort of be just, like, an instrumental or anything. And there's, like, all these vocals or whatever. Um this is produced by Huang Hyun, who is from Mono Tree, and uh, Park Chol Yun. We'll get to a bit of Mono Tree later, but yeah, this again, like I said, it's probably my second favorite on the entire um, mini. It's that good, even if it's just an intro. Yeah, yeah, it's got a nice, like, fun, funky guitar intro. Like the song itself has like a fun, funky guitar intro. Um, I like, like you said, that's got a cool electric guitar section. Um, it's a good bass line all over. Just like the funky vocals and like pretty good rapping um i was surprised on this album that the the rappers for this group uh did a really good job Mm -hmm. um and then yeah like you mentioned the chorus is really catchy it's got lyrics you can sing along to it's got that electric guitar part that catches your ear um and yeah i thought it was a good call to make it longer a longer intro and basically a full almost a full song um because we always ask for that anyway hmm uh, moving on, we have the uh, actual like lead single off of this mini album entitled "Flash." Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't think anyone knows where that's from. Anyway, you can't not. if people don't know what Flash Gordon is, I'm gonna be sad. I know. Uh, this one was produced by Score Megatone, one star of uh, Mono Tree, and eight eight two four seven. So, again, to sort of preface this sort of review as well. Compared to like previous, like, like you know, like IOI one hundred one, uh, Eyes one, I don't know, like I don't know the members as intimately as I should, as I probably should be doing this review. Like the only people I could sort of like know or recognize by face is like Dongpyo and Johan. That's it. So I, I have a lot of learning to do. Um, that being yes, I just keep in mind in terms of like why I'm not like commenting on like oh who's my bias oh like who do I think was like good at dancing and singing because I I really don't know at this point, um, but I mean I I will just still comment on the music um, again. It was produced by someone who worked uh, who's from Mono Tree One Star, so it made total like the first second I listened to this song it made total sense because you know mm-hmm. they like Mono Tree's production style they have like a pre- pretty like distinct like type of synth that they love using. It's got you know you hear a lot of the same DNA in this song as like in Luna's Butterfly or ONF's We Must Love from back uh, earlier in the year. So again, both mm-hmm. songs I loved a lot. So yeah, that's that's definitely good uh, a good a good track already um, there. Um, and again, like, I was sort of in the same boat with uh, Eyes One that I was just so afraid that they're just going to be like an IOI clone, and that didn't end up being the case. And then, much in the same vein, I, I kind of was kind of had I kind of had apprehensions about, oh, are they just going to just follow in the footsteps of Wanda One to a T? And I'm glad, you know, all of my fears have just sort of been averted. Just listening to this immediately, I mean, it does share a bit of the same DNA in terms of just like the, the style of music, but they definitely mm-hmm. go way more into like this future bass. Um, type of thing like they had like a drop chorus type of um sort of thing and you know me i am like the biggest fan of feature bass out there so this song was a home run from the first time i i, I listened to it um it, it also seemed it, it, the group seems pretty balanced so far at least in terms of like who's good at vocals who's good at sing, like um like rapping like dancers and that sort of thing so it's always that's always mm-hmm. something you like out of especially produce groups where it's you're literally at the mercy of 
the voting public or not not the voting public. Well, you're at the mercy of Mnet's uh, yeah. vote manipulation. Oh yeah, so I, I do like I do like that because a lot of groups they usually tend to either lack in one or the other, but there seems to be a pretty good balance here. I think I'm very rarely a person that cares more about visuals than I do about music. But it's almost hard to ignore just how impactful the visual, like the whole like visual package of this group is. Just from the the outfits are incredible. Probably some of the best styling I've seen from a debut like produce group at all. Um, just like it, it's really cool cinematography. Again, the song's called Flash. So they use a lot of like dark backgrounds, dark things, and then they like the contrast again, like, the color, of the outfits, and then background lights and everything. So there's a lot of detail and thought put into uh, what they're doing in terms of cinematography. Um, yeah, it's just really clean looking um also just like the choreography itself is clean as well just some of the like nicest stuff i've seen um again it's not it's kind of different in that because a lot of um at least with like 101 and eyes one they had um like it, it relied a lot on point choreography but this i don't really think has a point choreography so to speak so it's different in that sort of way but i, I still thought it was um you know clean and i thought it was um it still was cohesive and went well with the, uh, the song itself. So, again, just sort of having my apprehensions about, you know, not watching the show and, like, all the drama and everything. I thought this, like, I had no idea what to expect with the debut. But it, 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 I'm pleasantly surprised by how much I ended up enjoying this, in all honesty. So, yeah, I mean, like, it's so far, like, I put my I put my way too early, um, <laughs> like, rankings on it. I put this, like, right up there with how much I love, like, Energetic and uh, Lovey and Rose, basically. Like, the only thing, the only produced, like, debut song I don't I was gonna like. say, not Dream Girls? <laughs> no, I put Crush above Dream Girls. Flixers <laughs> 11 out of 10 uh, in the IOI uh, I can't, rank, I can't, rate. but I mean... Yeah, I think you could you could make an argument about the quality of the shows, like the actual show itself, like having like being decreased or whatever, or not mm. being consistent. But like the music, it, if anything, the music feels like it's getting better or more consistent, especially since they have a lot more yeah. infrastructure around it now that they have Swing Entertainment. They are under Swing Entertainment now that 101's um, disbanded. So, I mean, between yeah. Swing Entertainment and like Off the Record, I think yeah, they're just doing an incredible job with how they're managing these produce groups. So. What did you think, Nate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, I love the Sam Fisher cameo. Uh, but oh, yeah, because it's just I like, kind of, beep, beep. Yeah, Yeah, it has the, if you don't know what Sam Fisher is from Splinter Cell, which is a video game, but he has, like, night vision goggles, and they make that really high-pitched, beep, like, beep, beep, and they do that in this song a couple times. Um, so I instantly thought of Splinter Cell. Um, Splinter no, yeah. Cell confirmed. Confirmed by X1. I thought... I thought it was a good call going for that like EDM feature based sound. There's a little bit of like deep house in there, like mm. a couple like the verses, like oh, part of the 100%. verses have like a deep house uh, instrumentals going on, uh, and I think there's just a ton of great like synths mixed in of a bunch of different types, and it it really flows really well. Um, like I said before with the last song, I think the rap line stood out to me. I think they're really good, um, and I I really like their style. Mm. Um, but yeah, overall, I think it's it's a great song. Um, like you said, I think, I mean, I, Lavian Rose and Energetic are both ten out of tens for me. Yeah. Um, so. Dream Girls is like an eight, but that's a biased eight uh, <laughs> for me. Um, but uh, yeah, I think this would definitely like be up there with a lot closer to Lavian Rose and Energetic than Dream Girls. 
Um, and then, yeah, for the styling and the music video, I thought it was amazing. I, it has some really nice and, like, fairly high-budget, like, sci-fi type effects and props. And they've got, like, the butterfly and, like, the kite mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, all of it looked really, like, high quality. It didn't look cheesy. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, the use of, like, the black and white and then the red to accent it all looked great. Mm-hmm. The outfits look amazing. And the choreo, like you said, is really clean and really good. So, yeah, overall, really, really good uh, debut. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, we have, uh, like always, so uh, this was produced by um, Jung Ho-hyun of E1 and Uno Bucks. So again, as a big fan of like, as a big fan of mechanical keyboards, I have to appreciate, I thought it was you at first, Nate, I was like, oh, like the, 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 the mechanical keyboard typing at the beginning of the song. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I love that um, sort of detail. Also, again, another part I really love about this song it has like these really nice, like watery sounding like synth, like like do 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 do. Like they have a, it's it's definitely sort of a trend to like E one in terms of how they sort of do production. So really like that. Yeah, I think this was a great song to follow up Flash with. It's got a that kind of similar like house uh, uh, electro pop type of vibe to it. So again, I feel like yeah, that, that's, that's sort of like the concept they're going with here. Definitely something that seems to be a strong suit for them as a group. So, yeah, just another song I enjoyed a lot. Yeah, yeah, I think the song, like you said, definitely got a bit of, like, that Tropical House vibe at the beginning, and then it picks up more into a, Mm -hmm. like, synth-pop, electronic-style beat. It just goes a lot more, like, electro-pop style, like you said. Um, But, yeah, I like that little mix. Um, I think the vocals are very, like, classic poppy boy group vocals. Mm-hmm. Um, the rap, actually, well, at least one of the rappers definitely gave me a bit of, like, an NCT style vibe. Like, sounded similar to Mark in okay. terms of, like, his tone. Um, so that stood out. And that was over, like, the Tropical House style beat that comes back later on. Um, so that stood out to me. And then I, I really like the clapping building to the chorus. Um, mm. I thought that that worked really well for this song. Yeah, this song does both this and Flash do a good job of sort of building up that energy. Again, it's like EDM, like house type of song. So that's sort of the like the main point of it. So yeah, they did a really good job in terms of production for that. Yeah. Uh, next, we have uh, a ballad entitled I'm Here For You. So it is a ballad. It's actually a pretty good ballad, surprisingly. Because, <laughs> um, I don't know, it just, it just felt kind of different or unusual compared to what I'm used to hearing from, like, boy group ballads. Because, like, usually, like, again, they have that particular type of style of boy group ballad that most boy groups type to, tend to do. But this sounds more something like I'd hear on either an OST from, a, like, a drama mm-hmm. or something that you'd hear from a girl group. Because maybe it's the instrumentation, because there's, like, a lot of strings, and, like, it sort of swells and that sort of type of deal. Like, usually, like, boy group ballads are some type of, like, maybe, like, they have, like, a bit of hip-hop in it, or just kind of, like, more of an electronic um, type of thing. Um, yeah. Or just maybe acoustic. I'm thinking, like, maybe some, like, like Big Bang type of yeah. ballad thing. Yeah. So, yeah, more, like, the sentimental, like, acoustic style stuff. Yeah, Not so... Not straight ballad. Yes, yeah, for them to do a straight ballad like this just kind of caught me off guard a bit. And again, I, I, I enjoyed it because you always... I think it's good for every album to have some type of vocal showcase. You don't get to always show it off in a song like Flash, that type of thing. Yeah, they're all um, dance-focused. Yeah, but I'd say, yeah, it's pretty faithful to sort of the 
style of music they're going for. They don't, you know, they don't try to ham fist uh, like a, a rap break too long into here, which uh, I think maybe that's why I don't like boy group ballads a lot is they try to ham fist a lot of like sort of more poppy elements into it as, as opposed to just keeping mm-hmm. it like a pure ballad like this. So yeah, I think yeah this did its job of sort of showcasing the vocals and just sort of should have like showing a different side of uh, the group. Yeah. Um, so I didn't like it quite as much, um, but I like those kinds of like sentimental acoustic, like big bang style, like ballads. Um, so, and it, so like I agree. I think it's it's interesting for them to do a different type of ballad, and I think their vocals are very good. Um, and like you said, the instrumentals are a nice mix, so like strings and piano. But to me, it just it didn't stand out that much. I think my biggest problem. So my two main problems with the song is I feel it, for me it felt too long. It's almost five yeah, minutes. It's long, almost five minutes, which is very long for a K-pop song, just in general. Mm-hmm. And then a ballad like already <laughs> yeah. feels longer than a normal K-pop song. Yeah. So like, it definitely felt like it was going on too long, in my opinion. And then I, I don't think it builds enough. I think the like almost the first half of the song is like the exact same like intensity mm-hmm. level of. And then when it does build, it it builds during the rap, but then it drops back down again, and then it builds a little bit again, and then it drops back down again, and it's just like, it felt like too much of the song was the same intensity level. I wanted mm. it to, I wanted yeah. it to move and swell like your, more and just have more levels. It it just felt too samey, and then on top of it being like that didn't help it feeling super long. Even a modulation um, probably could have helped towards the end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There, it just it just felt too samey. I I think it's a good ballad. I think their vocals are very good, and I like the instrumentals. But the just the it it just felt like it dragged on a little too long for mm. me. Uh, next, we have uh, "You Got It," which is uh, first of the two um, concept um, songs that they sort of decided to remake uh, with all the members of X One. Um, Judging from mm-hmm. our Discord, again, join our Discord if you want to talk about X One. Uh, I think Satsi said that there was no, there was no um, never slash rumor situation where like the best song didn't win, sort of thing. Where like you got it was the one that was first place, and it, you felt that it was still a pretty okay. good. They felt that it was still a pretty good song to um, sort of take it. No, nothing got snubbed, basically. So about damn time, because I just I, yeah, I, that's how I felt like the for for season two of Produce One Hundred One, and then for Produce Forty Eight. Where like the, mm. the like the more popular song or the song that won doesn't even get performed by the group anymore. Whereas like yeah, rumor does. Where or... like rumor was is performed by Eyes, but all the time, one one did never like all the time. So it's funny. Hopefully, I'm guessing yeah, they'll be performing these two. Yeah, it was funny because like none of the IOI songs really got popular. Like the, concept the ones? ones that got popular were the ones from the final like when the cherry blossoms fade yeah, was the song yeah. that got really popular for them, which was during the finale. It wasn't during the concept. Yeah, I, I haven't. I should go back and check it or listen to what the final songs were but I mean I don't even remember which one won I think Yum Yum might have won because hmm. Somi was on that I don't know oh no 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 in the same I'm dumb in the same place won like oh, okay. then that part of the the Jin Young trilogy with it, When Cherry Blossoms Fade yeah so. so yeah it seems like they go back and forth as to whether to use the concept um, singles or like the, the finale songs so in this case they're using mm-hmm. the concept ones so this one was produced by No. Nohul, uh, Son Alexander, Drew Ryan Scott, Egenius, Egenius, lyrics by Keegan, who is of a 
sort of old older boy group called Phantom, a former boy group, I think. I remember he had, like, his, uh, one of the members was a cousin of, like, a rapper or something, so. Uh, So, yeah, Mm -hmm. like I mentioned before, this won first place um, for concept. Um, So, yeah, I like this one a lot, obviously. Again, they go back to more of the feature-based instrumentals, like we had on Flash. Um, Again, it's just, you're talking about, like, impact and everything in terms of music. Um, the drops, that, like, the style of, like, drop that they do is definitely a bit different, has a lot more of lyrics to it. I do like this, though, still, because, um, it's, again, it's just really impactful, the way that the sort of the vocals come in. Kind of reminds me of some stuff that, like, Newest does. Newest does a lot of, like, feature bass, like, with, like, Love Paint or whatever. Yeah, I think that's that's probably the song this reminds me a lot of the most, like, Love Paint, that type of thing. So, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was gonna be, that's gonna be a big bonus for me. That's probably my favorite Newest song. So, yeah, it's pretty good, pretty good choice of songs. Not one just to win and also for them to sort of adapt for the full group. Yeah. No, yeah, I thought this was great. Um, I think it's another fun EDM song. It just, if it's the same style as, like, Flash. Um, I really like the start I like that it starts with a rap intro, mm-hmm. um, and then it builds to the chorus. Um, I thought I felt overall it it's like you said it's it's very reminiscent of what like boy groups do. It, it's 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 standard like boy group high intensity song, mm-hmm. a, like dance song. Um, but I think it's a good one. I don't mm-hmm. like just because it's it's, it's been re- done. like it's been done before. It doesn't mean it's a bad song. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's definitely. It, it, it wasn't something like crazy or new like the next song <laughs> speaking of again the next song we have uh, move uh, the x1 version which is produced by Zico and pop time so <laughs> one I was surprised to hear that they got freaking Zico Zico pro- yeah that, like that's that awesome. that's a way to keep your ratings up get freaking Zico to produce one of the songs holy crap um I mean just here the first second I heard it, like everything from the instrumental, how they do like the, the chorus is essentially just a rap line, the chanting. He basically gave him a block a block B song, and it's fucking amazing. It's so good. Yeah. Oh my god! Like it'd probably be my favorite of the two concepts. Um, uh, like the two concept songs that they used here. But I mean, like again, you got it's good. But this is just like next level, like insane type of uh, thing. Uh, and I know in the in the past the sort of whatever concept song was popular usually end up informing what type of music they try to do with the the final group. So I hope that's the case here. I hope that they either a reach out to Zico again to do like a, a single or something, or you know they get this type of music um, forward. Because again, like you've mentioned, there's a lot of good rappers in this group. There's a lot of you know a lot of variety in that sort of way. So you could probably you should take advantage of that with these songs from time to time. So. Yeah, I was I was not expecting to hear this at all, um, mm-hmm. like just from this group or listening to the whole thing. But yeah, that that was this is a great way to end the album. Or just a great um, concept single for them to have. Probably one. It's probably one of the c- coolest concept singles I've heard in all my years of watching Produce One Hundred and One. So yeah, just huge props to Zico. He killed it on this uh, on the production here. Yeah, definitely. I yeah, this is probably my favorite song on the album. Um, I really like, so it's actually, it's funny cause like, like you said, it, it's very much like a block B style song, but when it first started, it reminded me of like NCT one, two, seven. Cause okay, it's super yeah. like electronic heavy instrumentals yeah. and like a really intense vocal part. Um, so that like gave me a bit of like a NCT one, two, seven vibe, but, um, then yeah, like it goes into the drop chorus. It's more hip hop focused. It's definitely block B. Uh, the pan flute was awesome. Um, 
that like that whole Trap sound. Flute, man. <laughs> yeah, just like having that flute and like the little like Eastern instrumental like influences in there is always like an interesting mix up. Um and I thought it added a really nice flavor to it. Um but yeah, overall and like I said, throughout the whole album I was impressed by their, their rap line. Um so I think this this type of song fits them well. Um and I really liked the song a lot. It's definitely my favorite. Hmm. Oh, I, I can't wait to see them at KCON like next year. Assuming they, co- oh no, they'll, they'll yeah, come. Yeah, yeah. And that needs to milk oh, them for all yeah. worth. <laughs> no, it, I, eventually, like in three years, KCON's just gonna be all like, like produce, produce groups. groups and from us. It's like it won't be anyone else. That's all else. I need. That's all I need. You know, it's honesty. gonna be like Eyes One, X One, Japanese Produce Group, from us, like. What well, are the that, next that, girl that's group? all I needed. I O I come back. Oh, like I, you'd, you'd pay Wanna for like come back. You pay for like V V V V V I P or whatever. If it was I O I. Oh, oh yeah. If I O I is there, I'm I'm spending the three thousand dollars or whatever to get the platinum package. Hmm. So that does it first. Uh, our thoughts on the songs. Time to move into scores. If this is your first time listening to our uh, album reviews, we scored out of a ten point system with a maximum of seven points going to the music and a maximum of three points going to concept, which includes uh, visuals, sort of um, outfits, choreography, uh, cinematography, the, the album art, that sort of thing. So uh, on my end, uh, I'm giving it, I usually split my single um, and album right down the middle So of the seven points. So this is getting a, my maximum of the maximums, 3.5 3. out of 3.5 for the single, just because... Um, Flash might be what I it feels like I f- it's always hard to say like what like insert here is um in the running for song of the year or whatever but I feel like this could be mm-hmm. up there for me cuz again maybe it's just cuz I wasn't expecting it so much or and it caught me off guard but this is good yeah. like this is good not, not not this is a good song not even just a, for a produce group like it doesn't even need that qualifier in front of it it's just a good song just period so um, I think they'll, they'll do, do well. I mean, one, they're boy group, two, like, produce groups always do well. So, I think, yeah, they, they definitely, they've def- definitely secured their f- foothold in the market. I mean, selling 500,000 albums in a week definitely <laughs> will, um, help that, uh, that's yeah. the thing. I, I, I guess just I'm I'm just happy and relieved that all the, like the voting nonsense and like the controversy didn't end up hurting the overall quality of the group and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I still enjoy the music a lot. So single three point five out of three point five. Album gets three out of three point five. Pretty much liked almost everything here. Again, my favorites would probably be stand up and then move and like always as well. Um, concept I'm getting two point five out of three. Again, really love uh, the outfits. Um, Wish I could have seen a bit more of the choreography, uh, just even in the music video, as much as I enjoyed it. So, yeah, for me, that is a total of nine out of ten. So I'm putting it. That's right on par with what I gave um, Eyes One's uh, uh, previous album. So yeah, that's great start for them. I feel like yeah, this should. They're probably gonna end up in some like uh, rookie of the year um, like considerations. I mean, even outside of like Mnet, I feel like it's it's that good of a debut mm-hmm. for them. So just really happy with how this came out. Yeah. Um, for me, I gave it a 6 out of 7 for music. Um, I think uh, overall I really liked most of it. Uh, I think the ballad could have used a little bit of changes. Um, and then, like I said, You Got It. It was a good song, but it wasn't anything like standout-ish in my opinion. Um, so just dropped it for one point there. And then I gave them a 2.5 out of 3 for concept. Like you said, it would have been nice to see a little bit more of the choreo. Um, and But overall, I think the music video and the styling was really good. 
Uh, so it's an 8.5 for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, Cooper. our third man in the booth, uh, Cooper, uh, he's... He's sort of uh, someone that submits scores as well, part of Truly Daybox. So he gave it a six out of seven for music and a three out of three for concept for a nine total. And he just like judging from what he said, he said it's his favorite um, produce like group debut album like mm-hmm. ever. So yeah, I do have to agree with that. Yeah, it's like I do have. Um, it's probably this most well-rounded album I've heard of any produce group because I mean even Eyes 1 and Wanda 1 and IY have some highs and lows yeah this is just overall a really well rounded album so doing the math mm-hmm. 8.5 plus 2 9s divided by 3 it's a is, nine. rounds up to that a is a 9 it gets it gets a shiny it, uh, it we haven't given shiny. one in so long and like we well, yeah get, after we ch- after we got rid of our bias point it's a lot harder to get yeah, a shiny yeah no it's now. so hard for it to get like so yeah we we put like a sort of like truly plus we keep putting those curmudgeon Sam and Baron on <laughs> I wonder what they I think they probably would have liked it a bit but yeah so I mean uh, like, it uh, wouldn't have it wouldn't have gotten a shiny if, if, if they, they probably would have gotten a shiny but it. like damn they it, probably would have given it like seven or eight I call the shots on this show so X one gets the shiny. So you'll see that on the, the the thumbnail or whatever. So, those are our thoughts on X1's uh, debut mini album, Emergency Quantum Leap. Uh, what did you think of the single Flash? What did you think of the album? Are you happy about their debut? Are you worried about their future because of all the controversy surrounding them? Who should we bias? Because I have no idea who I'm going to bias. I mean, I, I know I, like the default answer is going to be Dongpyo because like that's he's like the most like he's probably the most famous one, I guess. Just. From. I don't remember anyone from the show. He's the DSP one. The little one. kid that got the center. Is yeah, that D- him? That's Dungpio. Okay. That's DSP's. That is DSP's, like, bread well, and butter. Also, right wasn't now. there, like, <laughs> members of Uptension and Victon? I assume yeah, both made it. Something like that, yeah. Rip. <laughs> and uh, My Teen, which, uh, rest in peace. Oh, yeah, My Teen. <laughs> rest yeah. in peace, unfortunately. So, yeah, just let us know your thoughts on all of that. And uh, I guess just. Um, the entire album in the comments. So that'll do it for Produce Cast episode 12. If you liked it, please leave a thumbs up. Um, if you want to follow what we're doing in the future, subscribe to us here at youtube.com slash trulydaybok. Um, uh, make sure to click the bell notification so you can see whenever we're releasing new videos. Uh, yeah, that'll do it, I guess. We don't have any sort of upcoming announcements or whatever. Um, I think at least in regards to Produce Cast. Um, If you're listening to the audio version, yeah, this will be the end of the uh, uh, video or like the end of the the file or whatever. (laughs) I don't know what... I don't know what to refer to as. I can't call it the video. I I guess. End of the audio. The, uh, yeah, the end of the episode. It's the end of the episode, yeah, so it'll be combined. Again, if you're watching on video, you don't have to pay attention to any of that. So, thank you. Goodbye. Stay flashy. Stay throbbingly flashy. God, where's Splinter Cell?